Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we're going to start the second chapter of Talmud Esosfirot, the study of the Ten Sfirot, of how everything works in the spiritual world before creation. So first I'm going to read a little bit of a summary that Rav Ashlag wrote to start off the chapter, and then we're going to start reading from the Ali. So this chapter is going to talk about that from the endless light, there was a line or a pathway drawn to the to the worlds that were emanated and created in this empty space that we've been talking about. So they're they're there in that empty space that was created because of the tzimtzum. And then. It's going to go, now Rav Ashla goes through each part of this chapter and gives like a one sentence description of what it talks about. So, From the endless, there was a line drawn into the empty space. The head of this line touches the endless, but not the end of this line. Through this line, the endless, the endless light is able to spread to the worlds. All of the worlds are found in this empty space that happened because of the Tzimtzum. And before the Tzimtzum, him and his name were one. We've already talked a lot about what, what exactly that means. The short version is that there, even though there's a change in form with the introduction of desire to receive, the light and the, endless, the, light, and the light that comes out of the endless, there's no, there's no true separation between them. And we can't truly understand this concept, but we did our best a, a few classes ago. Now let's begin with the Avi. After the tzimtzum that we've been talking about, after the contraction that we've been talking about, that now we have this empty space that's completely, this space that's completely empty in the middle of the endless, like we said. Now, there is a place for the emanated, the created, the formed, and the made to exist. Why, why does the Ari specifically use these words? It's alluding to the four worlds of Atzilut, Bria, Yetzira, Asiya, the world of emanation, the world of creation, the world of formation, and the world of action. So now that this seems to happen, there's this empty space, now these worlds have a place to exist. And then, after the Tzimtzum, there was a line, a single straight line drawn from the endless. From this round light, and we talked a lot about what exactly it means to be round uh, in one of our earlier classes. And it was drawn from above to below. And it goes down into this space. Lot to unpack here. Let's start. 
אל תטעה לחשוב. Don't make a mistake and think, רב אשטרק סייס. שמפת צמצום האור מהנקודה האמצעית היה איזה שינוי בין סוף חס ושלום. Don't think that because this empty space exists now, that the endless itself changed in any way. God forbid you should think this way. Why? כי אין העדר ותמורה ברוחנית, there is no change or exchange, like we've been saying, in the spiritual. ואין צריך לומר במקום הגבוה הזה, and you don't have to say about such a high place, אלא עניין הצמצום האמור נעשה למהות חדשה ונוספת על אינסוף ברוך הוא. So you might think that because we have this contraction, there's this new empty space made, that something about the endless itself changed. This is not the case. באופן שהאינסוף ברוך הוא נשאר בכל אחדותו הפשוטה כמו שהיה מטרם הצמצום. The endless itself stays in its simple unity, like, like, we, like we described it even before the צמצום. So before, after, during the צמצום, the endless itself does not change at all. בסוד הוא ושמו אחד, and the secret of he and his name are one, and if you don't remember exactly what that means, I encourage you to go back and watch that class again. ודבר הצמצום הנעשה על הנקודה האמצעית, and this contraction that happened at, this, at the midpoint of the endless that we talked about, מובן ליציאת עולם חדש, שמשם נסתלק האור ונשאר מקום חלל וריק על דרך שנתבהר לאל. It's talking about the, the coming out of a new world, meaning that from there the light went away, the light went away from that, mid, from that midpoint, and there was an empty space, like we talked about earlier. And from this empty space, all the worlds were emanated. Everything that we know of outside of the endless was created in this little space. Okay. So now, Rav Ashlag is going to focus on the point where the Ari wrote, that there was a line drawn, a, a single straight line drawn from the endless. Do not try to understand this seeming action in the way that people do actions. Why? Because when people do different actions, Right now I'm moving my hand, that's one action. Now I, right now I'm moving my other hand. I stopped with one action and I started with another. It is not this way in the spiritual world. Very important to remember that this is not what we're talking about when we say that things happen or actions are done in the spiritual world. It works very differently. There is no way to, there is no thing more physical. There is no aspect more physical than this. The Blessed One, meaning the endless, or the endless light, is not of chance or change at all. God forbid. Like it says, and then Rav Ashlag brings a verse where it says that God is saying about Himself that I am God, I have not changed. Meaning, the, the essence of the endless, the whole aspect of it is that it is ever-changing, it is always in a state of rest. 
ואף על פי שאין המדובר בעצמותו יתברך, and even though we're not talking directly about the essence of the creator, which other than saying that it's the essence of the creator, we don't truly understand, אלא רק באור המתפשט ממנו, we're actually talking about the light that comes out of it, when we say אור אין סוף, when we say the endless light, we're not talking about the essence of the creator, we're talking about the light that comes out of the essence of the creator. מכל מקום, כיוון שאין שינוי ומקראת ותנועה בעצמתו יתברך, אלא שהוא בעל מנוחה בהחלט. So even though we're not actually talking about the essence of the creator, we're only talking about the light that comes out of it, just like the essence of the creator does not have any change, exchange, coincidence, or anything like that, it's always in a state of complete rest. And when I say rest, I don't mean that it is doing nothing, I mean that it is in a state of constance. There is no change, nothing, it's always the same. נמצא שמתחייב להיות כך גם באורו המתפשט אמנו. So just like the essence of the creator is always in a state of rest, always the same, so too the light that comes out of it is the same. Until when? Because that's all well and good. But we, at least from our perspective, we perceive things moving, we see change, we see, we see things happen seemingly for no reason, but things change. So how do we explain our perspective? So there is no change in the light that comes out of the essence of the Creator, in the endless light, until it arrives at the aspect of the emanated, which means that it is clothed by the vessel. Once the light reaches the vessel, then we start to see this aspect of change, movement, time, etc. כי רק אז יצא מכלל עצמותו יתברך לבחינת הנעצה למחודש ומקבל אמנו. Because only once the light arrives at this aspect, and remember, it's not that there's something separate from the essence of the Creator that's called the vessel. God forbid, don't think this way. The vessel is something that was actually formed out of, it was emanated by the light, but until the light arrives at, arrives at this new form of the vessel, it is not separate from the essence of the Creator. Once it, once it takes the form of the vessel, that's when it has this new idea called desire to receive. That is the change in form and is considered a new entity. And then you start to see change in motion. And we've already explained that this entire new thing, it's the main idea, is from the aspect of the emanated, which is the desire to receive that we have within the emanated. That this desire, even though it is a spiritual desire, we're not talking about physical greediness from our world, we're talking about a pure desire to receive. It is a change in form, desire to receive. Why? The essence of the Creator, the endless light, before the desire to receive, was pure desire to share. Not, sorry, not even desire to share, just a sharing force. Just a sharing force. Then there was this new idea, desire to receive. And that's what's called coincidence. The, the term that we use for it is coincidence. But Rav will explain more what exactly we mean by that.
כי אין לו נוהג בהכרח בעצמותו יתברך. It doesn't exist in the essence of the creator, this desire to receive. מה שאין כן, באור שנתלבש בו, שהוא אינו מחודש. So what isn't, which is not the case by the light that comes out of the essence of the creator. Now the light itself is not new. The light itself that comes out of the essence of the creator is one with the essence of the creator. So the light that comes from the essence of the creator is not new. The desire to receive is new. But the light itself is not new. It was drawn from the essence of the creator in the aspect of something from something. You've heard the expression something from nothing, which is actually the aspect that we use to describe the desire to receive. It's called yeshmin ayin, something from nothing. Here, the light, when, when we look at the light and the essence of the Creator, we call that something from something. In any event, this idea of the light as it interacts with the vessel, meaning from the aspect, of, from the aspect, from the perspective, from the aspect of the vessel, that it receives the light. This interaction also has something new about it. It's, it has to be understood as a coincidence. What does it mean, coincidence? We mean this new idea of desire to receive. So you have to understand that every new thing that we're going to talk about and every new spread and everything that spreads from one world to another, from the endless to one of the worlds, is always dealing with matters of the vessel and how it receives the light. Because only the vessel has this idea of more or less change, action, time, only, the vessel, only in the vessel do you find these aspects. But the light on its own is always found in the state of rest. It's always the same. It's always the same. It never changes. When it, when it comes out of the essence of the crater. Now the essence of the crater for sure always in a state of rest. Always the same. We understand nothing else about it, but we know this. It's an ultimate giving force. We call it the essence of the Creator, and it's always like that. Anything else we can't understand about it, where our minds are not built like that. And understand this well, and make sure that you remember it for every word by word that we're going to go through this entire book. Every single word, remember this idea that the only time you see change or movement or action is when we're talking about the vessel. But the light itself and the essence of the Creator always, always, constant, rest, the same. So now that we've explained that, we can understand what the Ari wrote. The upper light, the endless light, does not, for one moment, stop sharing light. It's always coming down to the emanated. 
and you, it does not fall under the category, God forbid, of coincidence or something new. It's always in a state of rest. And so it seems like we're kind of contradicting ourselves here, because a little while ago, a couple classes ago, we said that the light went away from somewhere. So that seems to be a change in the light. No. When we talk about the tzimtzum, we talk about the contraction and the light leaving somewhere. That is, we're only talking about from the aspect of the vessel and how it interacts with the light. Meaning, even though the light itself did not stop shining, it didn't stop coming down, the vessel is the one that doesn't receive. Why doesn't it receive? Or if you remember, we minimized the desire to receive. And once there's no desire to receive, there's nowhere to put the light. That's why the light left. The light never stopped coming. But from the vessel's perspective, it could no longer receive because it had minimized this, this, its desire to receive. Now, if you remember, we said that the midpoint was this fourth phase or fourth aspect of desire to receive. And once we cut that off, once we minimized it, that's when the light no longer came to the vessel. So it's not that the light stopped shining, God forbid. The vessel minimizes its desire to receive and could no longer receive the light. It only wanted to receive through the first three phases of desire to receive, where the desire to receive is really not strong there. It's the desire to share is in control in the, in the first three phases. It's only in the fourth... In the fourth phase, where desire to receive is truly strong and the vessel can really handle the light. The light itself, the endless light, was not affected at all by the contraction. And it didn't change its way, God forbid. Rather, even after the tzimtzum, it's still shining just like it did when we described the endless before the contraction. It's still shining like that during the tzimtzum and after the tzimtzum. During the contraction and after the contraction. And it shines through all of the worlds, even our world, the world of action. Without even the moment's pause. But the vessels themselves, they make the changes. They can only receive based on their size. Now, we're not, remember, we're not talking about physical size. We're talking about amount of desire to receive, this amount that they decide to reveal the fourth phase. So if it's completely minimized to the point where it's basically not there, no light. If it's developed as much as possible, a lot of light. So the vessels create the difference based on how much desire to receive they have. And you should understand from what we just said, 
אשר מה שאמר הרב המשיך מן האור לאינסוף קו אחד. What the Ari said that there was a line drawn from the endless light, and when I say drawn, I don't mean drawn with a pencil, I mean drawn like drawing water from a well, that type of drawn. פירושו, אשר מקום החלל בעצמו. So what does it mean that there was a line drawn from the endless to the empty space? Meaning that the empty space itself, דהיינו הכליש נתרוקן מאור אינסוף. What's this empty space? It was the vessel that is now emptied from the light because it minimized the fourth phase. הוא עצמו גרם להמשכת הקו מהאור אינסוף. It itself caused this drawing of the line from the endless. מסיבת המיעוט שנתחדש ברצון מקבל שבו. From this minimizing that it came up with, that it's, that um, it created this new idea of minimizing the desire to receive. כי שיעור מידת הקבלתו, אתה, מאחר צמצום מבחינת דלת שלו, because now, the amount that it can, the amount that it can receive, the, the size of, his, of its desire to receive, after it minimized phase four, מכונה בשם קו, היינו בערך קבלתו הקודמת מבחינת דלת שמילה, שמילה את, את המקום כולו. It's called a line, why? Because we're comparing it to what it could receive before it minimized. the fourth phase of desire. So it's much narrower. Lines, lines are characterized by being, they have an end and they're very narrow. So once it minimized its fourth phase, it narrowed its ability to receive. אבל אתה, שאין הרצון לקבל הגדול הזה, אלא רק גימל מבחינות הרצון הקודמות, אשר הרצון לקבל קלוש בהן, כנ"ל. So it used to be that the vessel was 100% full with this, with the light. It had 100, it had a fully developed fourth phase of desire to receive. Everything was beautiful. Then it decided to minimize the desire to receive. Now remember, why did it try to minimize the desire to receive? It wanted to be like its creator. In the essence of the creator, there is no desire to receive. So the vessel attempted to minimize its own desire to receive in an effort to get closer to the creator, which as we said, didn't go so well. Because without the desire to receive, you can't, you can't receive anything. So and that's why the light left, because there's, no, there's nowhere to put it. And remember, the light didn't stop shining, the vessel could no longer receive. So before the Tsimtsum, it, the vessel was completely full. After the Tsimtsum, it, wanted to it wants to receive only through the first three phases. where in those three phases, as we said, the desire to receive is very small. We call that phenomenon that the vessel is only receiving a single line of light, or a single ray, if you want to make it, if you want a, a better physical example of the light. I just didn't want to use the word ray because we're not talking about physical light here. וכל מקום הכלי נשאר ריק והוא פנוי מהאור. And most of the vessel, or the whole vessel, stays empty from light. כי אין האור הדק הזה שמקבל אתה, this narrow light that it's now receiving, מספיק למלאות כל מקומו של הכלי, is not enough to, full, not enough to completely fill the vessel. שזה עלה זו מחמת חיסרון לבחינת ד' שמעתה אותו כנ"ל. And this happens because of the lack of the fourth phase that it minimized during the Tsimtsum, during the contraction. 
ונתבהר, אשר האור העליון לא נפסק כלל מסיבת הצמצום. And remember, we did, the light did not stop at all because of the contraction. וכן לא נשתנה כלל שימשיך האור בבחינת קו אחד. And it's not that the light started only sending one line down. No, the light was always blasting at full force. אלא כל השינוי הגדול הזה נעשה בסיבת כלי הקבלה, שנתמעטו אשר עתה לא יוכלו לקבל מאור אינסוף, אלא שיעור קטן מאוד הנקרא קו. It's not from the aspect of the light that there was only one small line drawn. It's from the aspect of the vessel, from the perspective of the vessel, once there's a smaller desire to receive, they can only receive, that's all, that's all they can handle, they can only receive one line of light. דהיינו לפי מידת רצונו, כי לא ירצה יותר מהמידה ההיא ואבן היטב. Because that is the measurement or the size of its desire, and it, and it can't want more, so it can't receive more. And understand this well. So that was a lot, but I want to go a little bit more. Now Lavashlag is going to explain, a little, explain the last half of what the Ali said about the light being circular, which we covered before, but we're just going to hash it out a little, a little bit more as a review. And then he's going to explain what does it mean up and down. Because we said in the spiritual world, there is no space or motion. So how can something go up or down spiritually? Perusha shel the idea of a circle we've already explained, meaning that everything's the, th the same everywhere. Because you draw a circle, from, if you go from the middle to any of the sides, it's the same distance. Everything about the circle is symmetric. So the Ari is telling us here that even after the contraction, the light itself is still in the aspect of a circle, meaning everything is the same everywhere. There is no difference between levels. As we said before, imagine four concentric circles, that's the four phases. So, if you have four concentric circles that are, let's say, we'll color, we'll color them green, and then you color every single circle in with green, you don't see a difference between the circles. There's nothing above, nothing below. It's just one big thing, one big green thing. And why is it that this unity, this uh, being the same everywhere, is still, is still applicable after the contraction? It's because we don't, this change or coincidence or things that happen, like the tzimtzum, don't affect the light, when they're not happening in the light itself. They're happening with the vessel. It's always from the perspective of the vessel. And understand this well, that it's always, every time we're talking about something new, a change, we're talking about the vessel. So now, above to below, don't forget that we're not talking about physical things. We're not talking about physical things. The purer or more beautiful thing is considered higher. And the thicker, meaning thicker in physicality, closer to our world, 
in the fact that it has a more uh, developed desire to receive. The more, the more desire to receive you have, the more materialized something gets. So that's what it means when it says from above to below. Above meaning pure light, no desire to receive, just giving. That's considered above. More desire to receive is considered the lower worlds. שכל מה שאפשר להבין בהתפשטות האור מהמעצים וביאתו לבחינת נאצל. And we said in one of the first classes, either the first or the second one, if you remember, is that the, only, the main thing that we can understand from this whole idea of going from the aspect of the emanator to the aspect of the emanated, הוא בעיקר בבחינת חידוש של שינוי הצורה שישנו בנאצל. The main idea of that, of that thing that we can understand is that there is a change in form. What's the change in form? Is this new idea of a desire to receive. That's the only new thing under the sun. Which isn't found in the emanator. And because of this, the emanated is defined as far. Now remember, we're not talking about physical distance. It's, it's defined as far, thick, low, and below the emanator. So the emanated, because of its desire to receive, is considered far away and below the emanated. This desire to receive is the new form that separates emanator from emanated. Gamia data, you also already knew, meaning we already talked about this, this change in form, meaning the desire to receive, was not revealed in one instance. It wasn't just, you know, giving force and then full desire to receive. That's not how it happened. It's slowly woven. So the desire to receive was like a tapestry woven over the course of the four phases. And once we get to phase four, that's when we have the full picture of desire to receive. And therefore, we have for us, Everywhere where there is a much smaller, a much more uh, minimized desire to receive, meaning like the first phase of the four phases, where the desire to receive is the smallest, it's defined as closer to the emanated, and it's more... It's more important, more pure, and higher. Because the change in form that happens in the first phase is not as drastic as, in, as with the three phases after, because it's, the desire to receive isn't fully developed yet. So it's a slight change in form, not a complete change in form. And in the second phase, where the desire to receive is a little bit bigger from the first phase, it's 
It's defined as farther from the emanated than the first phase, and it's considered lower and more materialized and below the first phase. Ad shabchina hadaled, until we get to the fourth phase. It's farther from the emanated than all of them, than all of the four phases. And it's lower and more materialized than all of them. And this that the Ari said, that the line of light was drawn from above to below. Meaning from the first phase it was drawn down to the fourth phase. Which is the lowest of them all. And this above and below that we're talking about is a new concept introduced by this line of light. Why? Before we had this line of light, at the moment of the contraction, there was no above or below. Now hold on, you're probably thinking. We already said before that before the contraction, everything was the same everywhere. I understand why there, there's no, there's no above or below because everything is completely fulfilled and perfect. There's no difference between anything. Fine. But once the contraction happened, you would think you would see some difference. Important to, this is an important detail here. Ela, achar shekibla o bivchinat kav levad. Shepirusho shelo kibla oto bechol dalad bivchinot. So it's only after the, this line of light came down do we start seeing the differences. Why? That it, it didn't receive it through all four phases. It only received the line of light through the, through the, the first three phases. And the fourth phase remains as darkness without light. So once the first three phases have this line of light and the fourth phase is considered darkness without light, do we see that the fourth phase is actually below the other three? And now we see, we see them in contrast next to each other that the first three phases are closer to the emanated as we see that they have some light, and the fourth phase has, is darkness without light. Which wasn't the case during the contraction. Why? Because the light left all four phases at once. There was no way to recognize the difference between the four phases. Meaning, at the time of the contraction, without this line of light, everything was plunged into, into complete darkness together. If you manage to make a room where not a single drop of light to get in, you don't see the difference between anything. The same way, if the light is so bright that all you see is white, you don't see the difference between anything. Only when there's light in one place and not light in another do you start to see the differences. And I think that this is a really powerful, this, especially this last part is a really powerful lesson to try and you know, make it practical for our lives. You know, there's a lot of extremism out there. And all extremists, what they want to do is they want to paint everybody with the same brush. Extreme one way, extreme the other, they say everyone's the same and this is how it should be. And if, you're not, if you don't like this, well, you don't deserve to be there. 
in the endless, everything was the same. Everything was perfectly fulfilled, everything was beautiful. That's good, I think. During the contraction, the vessel was completely devoid of light. Everything was plunged into complete darkness without any light at all. You can't see the difference. Okay, that's bad, I think. And now that we have this line of light, we start to see the differences. Only then do you start to see the differences. And I think what we take away from that is that, you know, in our world, where we, ha we have a world of differences of good and bad, but also within the good, within the things that are good, sometimes there's bad. Things that taste good might be bad for you. Things that taste bad might be good for you. We live in a world of partial measures. We don't live in a world of, of absoluteness. And the reason we live in a world of partial measures is because we live now in a place where there is light, but we have to go look for it. You have to see the difference between the light and the darkness. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.